And today's show, we're discussing Taboo Festival and Bizarre. And a little bit later, uh, I'll be in Tulsa. Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Tabuli Festival in Bristow, Oklahoma. And later on, there's a new king of Tulsa. That's right. Stallone is in town. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So you've been giving me a really hard time about my veganism. It's all uh, in good fun. I know it's in good fun, which it almost is kind of shocking. But then again, I almost feel like maybe this is a little bit of a dig, not a dig to towards Tabuli, but... You know, we finally found a food festival where I can actually go and let my hair down a little bit. <laughs> I can't, you know, I'm supposed to go to these festivals and not eat the turkey leg and pretend like I'm doing it. But finally, there's something that may be just for be for people like me. I did not purposely pick the Tabuli Festival because Tabuli falls into the vegan category. It does. Everything about it's vegan. Everything. But yeah, I didn't. Not, not pick do. it because uh, of that. Have you? Are you a? Do you eat a lot of Middle Eastern, Mediterranean foods that would qualify? Other than it's not, it's not a garden salad. I mean, have you had anything like this? I've had tabbouleh before. Yeah, I think it's really popular in and around the Tulsa area. You can find it, you know, like at steakhouses and stuff like that. Yeah, it's very. I don't know that it's nouveau, but I think since the vegan thing has really started to kind of explode over the years. You know, it's something that's been around probably more a little bit more of the higher end circles, you know, in the early late ni- late 90s early to early to mid 2000s, but now it's kind of it's it's every menu offers some type of a Okay, I what? Can we talk veganism oh, for boy. a minute? Sure. I can't I, I honestly I want to know. Yeah. Well, you know, you you've joined a cult. So I'd like a little bit more information here. Depending what? on what, wait, depending no, no. on what documentary you watch, you're in a cult too. The the meat eaters, they're carnivores. I'm not a look. meat eater. I'm not a carnivore. What are you? I eat natural food. Okay, it's That's funny it. you mention it. You could call it paleo. You could call it paleo primal. Well, I'm saying funny you mention natural food because that's really kind of the basis of a whole foods diet, which is vegan. Yeah, except I also think that uh, it's okay to eat stuff with kids. I have or parents. I have canine teeth for a reason. Oh my goodness! And a whole two food. of them. You have two technically yes. two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so a whole food to me, yeah, a whole ear of corn, fine. A whole squirrel, yep. Okay, I'm just but I'm just saying. I have a question about your veganism, oh, man. What is the difference between veganism and vegetarian, and why don't you call yourself a vegetarian? Because of all of the negative baggage that comes with being a vegan. Okay, because I don't want to... I'm I'm fairly new at being a vegan. I want to be able to have the best information. V versus V. And somewhere in between, that's me. <laughs> now, what I'm about to say is controversial. Okay. Edgy. Probably not to me, because... Fringe. I think that all of your weirdo stuff is weird. It's very... How you say... Cultish. But I think there's arguments for both sides. Like I said, I think 
It's like comparing atheists to agnostics. It's essentially the same thing, but you know. Okay. I, I understand. I understand what is involved in a vegan diet okay. and what is involved in a vegetarian diet. What I ask you was why do you choose the label vegan over vegetarian? Because the word vegan makes people's skin crawl. It does make it does have a carry a negative connotation. Exactly. So, so why uh, would you choose one one label over another? So here's what's confusing to me. Okay. Vegan. They exclude meat, animal products. That's poultry, fish, seafood, dairy, or eggs. Vegetarians exclude meat. So they can also have seafood. The difference is vegans, it's no dairy and no meat. Whereas vegetarian, nothing, no children, no food children. So no eggs, basically. No meat. I don't think that, I don't, my personal opinion, if I think vegetarian, I don't think eggs qualify as vegetables. So I would say that's a given that in the strictest sense of the word, a vegetarian is the same as a vegan. Without all of the militant well, negative connotations. According to Google, they actually they put the vegan meat, poultry, fish is in parentheses <laughs> versus the vegetarian where it just says meat, poultry, fish, and seafood. So I'm just saying, no dairy, no eggs. Either way, no dairy, no eggs. I don't understand it. I'm just doing it, and it makes me feel better. But you chose the label. You I don't choose it. You choose what to tell people, and you tell people that you went vegan. You don't tell people that you went vegetarian. So I'm asking but, you, why would you take on the label that has a negative connotation? Because it's easier than explaining. Because I think more people wonder what a vegetarian... I, I think if you said vegetarian, well, don't you mean vegan? And then you have to go no, into No, I don't the, think that at all. It happens to me a lot. No, I think... There's no way that it happens to you a lot because since day one, you've been saying, I, I've gone vegan. You haven't told people I've gone vegetarian or I don't eat meat. It's be- well, because I don't do the dairy or the eggs, but it doesn't matter. Literally that I don't care what anybody says. One, that is all part of the animal, therefore does not qualify. So again, you are going out of your way to take the label that gets you more <laughs> shit. So I'm ask I'm asking for it. That is my question. Why have you asked for <laughs> the negative aspects I, of your diet? Because I thrive in toxic environments. Maybe I don't know. I'd like to be a. Uh, <laughs> I'm not wearing a shirt that says I'm a vegan. I hate you. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to stir the. I'm not trying to stir the pot. No, but like I said, you you had the option of taking a different label. Yeah, a less controversial label a less is vegetarian less controversial yes is it really yes when people say they're a vegetarian at no point in time do you think oh he might cut me if i wear leather shoes vegan is you're right it does have a yeah it does have like you you joined a street gang yeah the vegans yeah and we'll slice you up yeah and then, but you also you. wear shoes. You also wear leather shoes. So right, right. you're a bad vegan. I right. get it. Okay. My Birkenstocks are leather. But anyway, if you're you've a got, rebel, if you've got leather Birkenstocks or not, if you're like me, a vegetarian in denial, I don't know. This might be exactly your flavor. What you're looking for? The Tabuli Festival coming up May the 14th in Bristow, <laughs> Oklahoma. I don't know if that was a good segue, but we'll just roll with yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna roll with it. So this is the 18th annual Tabuli Festival. 
this is really one of Oklahoma's most unique food festivals. And I'll be honest with you. And I've been guilty of it before. I, when I think of Oklahoma, my first thoughts aren't... Tabuli? Tabuli. They're not. No, I agree with you. And this really has a unique backstory. Yeah. So the Tabuli Festival celebrates Bristow's Middle Eastern ancestors that arrived during the late 1800s. So the land run, essentially. Basically, yes. Right. There are a lot of... There's a lot of Lebanese heritage in and around the area, and... It's it's something that I think most people don't realize. Well, you know, tabbouleh, I mean, obviously, it's a Middle Eastern dish. It originally came from Libya and the in Syria, for crying out loud, before the origin of the actual written word. Yes. <laughs> the, the, this was, they believed that tabbouleh was first invented right. in the 12th century B.C. So Talk about sustainability. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how long the cheeseburger's been around. There's there's some debate. So who did the first cheeseburger? But the first bowl of tabbouleh, BC. I mean, uh, for you kids that aren't familiar, that's before Christ. That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it is a real long time ago. And tabbouleh is relatively. It's relatively simple. Right. There's not much to it at all. It's a fresh salad made with bulgur wheat. Fresh vegetables, parsley, mint, olive oil, lemon juice. It's not super complicated. I've I've eaten all of them separately, but bulgur wheat. I don't know a lot about bulgur wheat. Maybe I should, in my cult, focus on... Yeah, I mean, if you ask the, the cult leader, he may have some information. <laughs> he won't talk about... to me. I haven't achieved that level yet. Uh, yeah. You know how it is. Like I got to put in $100,000 to get just get in the door. Right. And then I eventually get to see the... The chest of, I don't know, the fruit basket of knowledge. <laughs> the fruit basket of knowledge. That gives me the secrets to the universe for how to grow the perfect tomato. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So back to the back to the festival, though. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's on Route 66. It's yeah. Main Street mm-hmm. in Bristow, Oklahoma. We've been to Bristow, Oklahoma. Yeah, we talked about the beach house. Yeah, the beach house. Uh, great place to eat. Which is the very end of Main Street. It's the end of the line. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, this is, you know, a unique food item right? for a festival in Oklahoma, as far as I'm concerned. I would be more likely to hear of, a, like, a hummus, hummus palooza. You know, I know I, I eat a lot of hummus. You know, I'm going to touch back on it again, but Tabuli's kind of a weird food for Oklahoma. I, I, I don't, I've never thought about it. I think I've had it, but I don't think I've ever, I don't think of where's the festival. Which I, that's, that's the beauty of living in a place like this, especially doing what we do now. We get to find out there's all kinds of these little niche festivals. One of those things, we get negative press for the diversity in the state of Oklahoma. Right. But we have a lot of diversity in the state of Oklahoma and a lot of celebration of that diversity. Yeah. It just doesn't get a lot of airtime. So again, this is, this is a, you know, a regular, I, I don't even know if that's the right phrase, but, you know, a regular Oklahoma festival yeah, with a lot of the same things that you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, if you go to, if you go to Bristow, Oklahoma yeah. for Tabuli Fest, I promise you a vendor in that crowd is going to be able to give you a, uh, some ribs. <laughs> yeah. 
or you know, a giant corn dog on a stick. These are all things that are going to be at this festival. But but the primary the primary right. food item is tabbouleh. I think I think it's cool, and the they've got a bunch of other stuff going on, not just tabbouleh. T- I think they're going to have some tabbouleh tastings. They got to. They they will have some tabbouleh tastings. <laughs> uh, they will also have a wine tasting. Yeah, uh, which I'd I, like to see a little southern twist on that. We got a we got a this is tabbouleh from Tuttle. We put a little bit of jalapeno in there. You know what I mean? Give it a little bit of a, a red dirt. <laughs> Oklahoma twist. Hey, the, I, that's probably not a bad idea, but yeah. it may already be there. We'll uh, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, some of the other activities, though, that are happening at the Tabuli Fest, yep. you're going to have a kid zone, you know, pony rides, water slide, that sort of stuff, live music throughout mm-hmm. the town. This is one that uh, may attract a certain group of people. What? Belly dancers. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't. I, I don't know any people that I don't, think that. You know. I I don't have time for that, but I, I'm sure there's somebody out there that may be interested in that. Yeah, we're not. We're gonna come after this because yeah. Just, I mean, we'll obviously wait until after the belly dancers are gone, and I'll be like, is is it okay for us to look now? Are they done? <laughs> but I think one would be respectful. All right, we're gonna up the unique just a little bit. Maybe I don't know that you get more unique than belly dancers, but at a kind of a Middle Eastern festival, I can see it, it plays. Something you, I don't think I've ever heard of. They're having a chalk art contest. Yeah, with cash prizes. So this year's theme, they kind of have a little bit of a unwritten motto, doing things in a big way. You know, that's based on a quote from Bill Farha uh, from Tulsa back in 1949. But each individual artist gets to draw their art piece. I think it's as I think they've got a couple of options. Maybe one of them is like a mural, but. Here, there are a couple of rules. You you can't do it as a group project. You can only do it solo. You can't use projectors. It's just you. Old school sidewalk chalk. The cool thing, first place gets a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not bad. Second place, fifty bucks. I mean, third place gets twenty five dollars. Could you turn in a twenty five dollar mural with sidewalk chalk? Uh, no, I would be zero good at this at all. I would. People would be sad and feel bad for me. Right. With any like, artwork oh, that I put out, yeah, they would like, go. Let's get. Can we get anybody got a five dollar bill? <laughs> it, it, he looks like a guy that five dollars would be just enough. Uh, I think people would be like, <laughs> I bet you he'd really like one of them Hot Wheels, honey. Let's go buy him a Hot Wheel. Well, maybe we should. You know, maybe, maybe we should go find his sponsors. I, it looks like he didn't wasn't able to drive himself here. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not artistic. No, I'm autistic when it comes to artistic comes- activities. <laughs> Outside of the sidewalk art, they've got tra- uh, they've got trolley rides. There is a 5K that starts off the day. The wild fair, uh, the wild flower run. Yeah, I, and the really cool thing is all proceeds. No, what the really cool thing? What's the over under that most of the participants in the 5K are protein powered by plant based materials? Also known as vegetarian. There's going to be a lot of vegetarians in that 5K. I don't know. You don't? It's the Tabuli Festival. There's going to be some token. Well, some token. I think percentage-wise, there, are, there aren't as many <laughs> vegans out there as you think there are. There's not? No, but this event is hosted by the Bristow Historical Society Vegans. and the museum. Vegans. And all, <laughs> all of the proceeds... 
uh, go to the 1923 Train Depot Museum. Vegans. Uh, just saying. I promise you there's not a... I would be willing there's to There's not a, a train engineer on the planet. That's a, no, he's not. No, he, he'll he throw a vegan in the freaking smokestack. Yes. <laughs> For sure. If you want more information, go to tabulifest.com. Yeah, and on the way, we get to talk a little bit about uh, Taylor Sheridan in Tulsa and maybe Slash Stallone coming up next. So I was out at Stars and Stripes Park over the weekend up there at Lake Hefner. Ever been there? Yeah. Cool story. It's at the Bob Hope Pavilion. We'll get to that later. But what I noticed is there are a lot of people walking in with T-shirts, and they're all going to the same spot. And I was like, and I saw somebody that had one on. It was a family reunion T-shirt. You know, there's a lot of people that do that. You know, families still actually get together outside of Facebook. It's crazy. I, I did not realize that family reunions were still a thing. Yes. So I think if you're going to have a family reunion, you definitely need to commemorate it with a t-shirt. And I think the best place to get your t-shirt for your family reunions is from Ronnie Davenport over at Tailboard Apparel. Firefighter, screen printer, father, husband. Professional fighter. Professional fighter. He's a black driver. Dude, the dude, every time I turn around, he's showing me something new that he does, and I'm like, Stop. I'm never going to live up to that. But if we can't beat him, join him. Absolutely. Uh, he does great work. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have a logo or you need help with your logo, you need it refreshed, he can also help with that. Give him a call for a free quote. It's 405-517-2174. Or hit him up on the web at tellboardapparel.com. Sylvester Stallone is coming to town. Are you sorry here? So this is from Playlist.net, author Edward Davis. Right. Yellowstone creator announces new Oklahoma project. Taylor Sheridan, creator of the popular Western crime show Yellowstone, unveiled a new mob series starring Sylvester Stallone. The Tulsa King follows a New York mobster who is forced forced to move his operation from the Big Apple to the Midwest. Well, you know, this type of story isn't uncommon. It's also kind of part of how the, I think it's cool because Taylor Sheridan kind of, he takes a lot of pride in authenticity and really kind of, yes, a lot of what he writes or most of what he writes is fiction and there are some things that are loosely based on certain events, Mm -hmm. but 99.9% of the time he gets it right on the money. And I'm really excited. I've watched everything that he's done so far. No, I I agree. The guy is a powerhouse, and he puts out really good material. One of the things that I think, though, that needs to be pointed out in this. What? This was originally called the Kansas City King. Oh. But because of Oklahoma's newfound experience in movie production. We're the Midwest Hollywood. Right. He changed it from... The Kansas City King to the Tulsa King yeah. with all of the recording and editing happening in our state. So with that being said, you know, a lot of might, some people might be a little bit, be a little bit bent out of shape by that. But in all factual actuality, the mafia used to run Kansas City. They, hell, they ran Tulsa at one time and it wasn't uncommon for the mob to set up shop. They've done it. They did it in Medicine Park. They've done it all over the state of Oklahoma to kind of, that's, you flew under the radar. 
news didn't travel near as fast. Uh, no, and I agree with that. I think every part of the country has some sort of criminal underground uh, right, right. B- background to one degree or another. So I I see the point. Yeah. But I think, you know, from a fictional standpoint, mm-hmm. it's a cool idea. It's a cool Because premise, it's yeah. not, it's not, it's present day. Yeah, it's present day. It's not 1930s Tulsa or anything like that. So this legendary mobster, yeah. you know, air quotes, from New York is kind of faced with the task of reestablishing the Italian mm-hmm. mafia, yeah. uh, kind of modernizing it, yeah. so to speak. And he has to move to the Midwest to do so. And so it's, it's a unique story. And I think this is probably, I think this is the first time that Sylvester Stallone is starring in a series. Right. I, yeah. He's been pretty much writing and producing Rocky movies and, Rambo movies for the be- and I, you know the Expendables. He produces a lot of different things. He's he he still writes a lot of different things. Uh, he's a great writer, believe it or not. Like mm-hmm. Rocky, the first Rocky is a is a masterpiece. But to I look at it and go, we've got Sly Stallone, we've got you know Taylor Sheridan, we've got we've had Leonardo DiCaprio. Hollywood is it's and it's really done wonders for the state of Oklahoma. Think of the jobs. I, I I am thinking of the jobs, and I do think it is a great it's a great addition to yeah. the state. But I also think a lot of it is a lot of our success can be put on the shoulders of Hollywood. Yeah, they have they kind of they kind of pissed in their own swimming pool and yeah. forced a lot of those activities to move elsewhere. And it's and just we cheap. just made it. What more welcoming right. to be yeah. here? Yeah, it's this place is very accommodating. There have been, you know, we've talked about um, we talked about Zach Levi moving here. Right, there have been other actors that have talked about. I mean, even Sly Stallone kind of teased a little bit about how nice it was here. I mean, it it's a great place to live. It's no secret there is some there are some big tax incentives for uh, those counties that are participating up there and have been. Which man, it's. Now it's getting to the point where it's almost everywhere. Yeah, in the state, it's almost everywhere. So, uh, granted, it's, it's this is the first. You know, we've had this wave over the last five years of these movies. Um, you know, August Osage County was filmed up in Osage County, where Hollywood's kind of slowly crept in. You know, in the early two thousands, there were a couple TV shows that piloted here and didn't do well. You know, we've also talked about it before. Oklahoma has a diverse landscape. You can make it look like downtown la if you want it the mountain you know the rocky mountains not you know what i mean there's yeah. it there's such a diversity you know set locations and and locations in general they're everywhere and it's again it's something that is so unique for some of these smaller communities yeah that not only can not only is it accommodating but man there are a lot of communities where if you said, hey, we need to shut down Main Street yeah. to shoot this scene, mm-hmm. everybody in town would be like, cool. When you got, you know, Scorsese coming to down and coming to town and, and dumping dirt down the <laughs> the streets of Pawhuska and making it look like 1930s. Right. And again, with the blessing of probably everybody in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're because again, complaining. Oklahoma is... The people of Oklahoma are 
just nice. Yeah. As nice. a general rule. Unless you're trying to build a Walmart <laughs> in the middle of town, they don't care. Well, it's, it's not even that they don't care. It's that if you're doing something cool yeah. and they can help yeah. and it's not really disrupting them, yeah. they're all for it. Yeah, but there's somebody that's like, hey, I know you're looking for a job. They're, Hollywood's coming town. They're hiring everybody to do it. Yeah, I just don't know. There's going to be somebody like, yeah, I just, you know, I ain't feeling like I can get out of bed today and go do that. Like, it's going to be a Leonardo DiCaprio from that one movie with the big boat. Yeah, I'm just not really thinking I can, like, somebody's still going to make an excuse. Like, we put 999,000 people to work out of a town of 100,000. <laughs> There's always going to be a guy that finds a reason not to go to work. He's going to be like, you know, I, I did the math on this, and y- y'all are getting uh, you're getting the shaft on this. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna be making all the money because I'm gonna end up selling everybody Beanie Babies with the with right. the movie logo he on t- it. it. He touched this is Leonardo DiCaprio's cigarette butt. He doesn't smoke. It's Scorsese's, you know, <laughs> the guy that's trying to sell. They stepped on this dirt right here. But anyway, no, no, it's a, it's it, in all seriousness though, it's a great move, and I and I like I like obviously the direction we're heading in. But what do you think? Do you think Hollywood needs to keep its big big city ideas out of your little bitty town, or, or are you all aboard? <laughs> why, did, why did you make a train reference there? I'm really not sure. <laughs> because of the Polar Express. I don't know. Well, I would like the same question yeah. answered on the Only in Oklahoma show. Right. Are we headed in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Do we need to make some changes? Or are you all aboard? Are we Hollywood or Holly should? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this has been the Only in OK show. New episodes every week. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. Yeah, I found a new cord and put on your headphones. If you touch that blue cord, I swear to God, I'm going to beat you. Oh, wow. That sounds much better. Yeah, but I touched the cord and it stopped working. Did it go narrow? No, it just stopped. So don't touch the cord. I think the box. It's not the box. I promise you it's not the box. Literally, that cord is shit, but it's the only one we have that is working. I don't know what's up with this. But I'm going to buy some fucking, I'll, I'll buy a handful. Give me 10 of these. Give me 10 of the ones I don't even know what the brand are. I need 10 blue cables. Yeah. <sighs> Dude, you're going to touch that cable and it's going to, I'm going to break you. I swear to God. Uh, fix your, your snot filter. <laughs> don't touch anything. Who's I knew that? I shouldn't have put that book, box on your damn desk. When I set this up, I was like, eh. Brett, Brett will be able to control himself. No, you used to accuse me, this true story, you would accuse me of touching stuff at the old studio. Yes, because we you had do. many knock, near knockdown dragons. Yeah. You touched it. I know you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you go in. You would go in and you'd be like, I'm going to record some, some bullshit for just for me or for some jackass in Texas or something. <laughs> and then all of the levels would be different. Like, didn't touch you.
Like everything was marked with lines. I know you touched it. You're marked for death, right? You're marked for death. It must have been Amy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Amy is always doing that kind of stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. And today's show, we're discussing Taboo Festival and Bizarre Law. And a little bit later, uh, I'll be in Tulsa. It's which chew what they say. It's windy over here. Thanks, Sly. <laughs> Breaking news, it's windy in Oklahoma. Who told you that? Sly Stallone. If this show is anything like Yellowstone or 1883, I'm all in. Dude, I'm telling you. The dude can make some TV shows. Oh yeah, for sure. Like legitimately. Have you watched? Have you watched any of his? Okay. Not in, have you, okay. Not, have you seen Sicario? No. Dude, that movie's good. No, I have seen that. He uh, wrote that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that uh, Leo Getz? Leo Getz. Remember that from uh, Lethal Weapon three and four? Yes. Leo Getz it. <laughs> Did you hear about Bruce Willis? Yes. Aphasia. Dude, aphasia. Now, they said one of the ways that you can get it is um, concussive. That's sad, though, man. Like, of all <laughs> the ways to go out. Yeah, dude. And I, I just feel bad for him because of all the shit that he's... Oh, yeah. Dude, he he's kicked out 100 movies in the last six months. Well, I... You know, they interviewed... Recently interviewed Nick Cage about... Uh, he was kind of come out about why he did so many video-on-demand movies. The dude owed, like, a gajillion, million dollars to right. the IRS. He's yeah. like, you bet. He said, but... And say what you will about him. He did say, I didn't take every role that was offered to me. If 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 Basically, if the role called to me, if I felt like it had some some weight to it, he would take it. Right. If it had some weight to it, like $4.5 million. Right. You like, know, I feel this role. Well... You got somebody out there that freaking, you know, and nothing against it because I've almost done it, but you got somebody out there selling plasma, criticizing him for being in a movie that went straight to video. I'm like, uh, hate the game. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry, but when Uncle Sam's got his claws in you, you, yes. you do it. So we're thinking space truckers from outer space. It's obvious, but I'll take it. I mean, he did. He's another one that put out. It was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but dude, Bruce Willis has been oh, yeah, consistently he's been putting out just... They had a list of the movies that he's done, and some of them were like, Vengeance from the Front. I mean, you know, just like these really... Like, not Bruce Willis, but yeah. the reality of it is, he hasn't really done anything major mainstream. What was the movie? And maybe I'm wrong. Looper. Remember that one? Yeah. That's 10 years ago. Uh, Red, remember those? Mm-hmm. The Get Shorty movies. I mean, but he's had, but he's had, like you said, just like a string of, you know, not even one hit wonders. Um, let's see, filmography: hundred and forty-four uh, credits as an actor. He has one, two, three, four, five, six movies that are in post-production. Yeah, but I want to know what what kind of money you. What what's your asking price? See if you can look and see what Bruce Willis makes per picture. I guarantee there's no way he goes in saying it with his John McClane price. No, absolutely not. I just wonder what the what what kind of what you're getting for 
Bruce Willis. It's got to be five. Five million? Five million. Really? Uh, ooh, no. His lowest salary was 800000 When was that? As of... Uh, I mean, he made $100 million on one movie. Um, but it says he makes around $20 million a movie. But that's got to be averaged out over the whole... But here's the other side of it, too. Bruce Willis has maintained enough of a Hollywood street credibility with the fans mm-hmm. that people will watch Bruce Willis in anything. Because... What you see is what you get. Yeah, five million is probably his shit roles. But Jiminy Christmas. He made five million for his role in Sunset. Movie I've never heard um, of. Ten million in Look Who's Talking. Okay. Ten million in Last Boy Scout. Fourteen million for Pulp Fiction. Nope. Fourteen million. Um, his lowest lowest pay eight hundred thousand. Mm. Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah. And, it, and see, that's the thing. I, that movie, Die Hard, fifteen million. That movie was kind of responsible for bringing him back into. Yes, it, he doesn't do Hulk Fiction. He doesn't get Fifth Element. I mean, there's just no, just no way. Fourteen million for Sixth Sense. Um, let's see his top salary. You but look, for instance, you know how much money Sixth Sense was? What ninety eight? Yeah, something like that. I mean, the highest paid guy. In the ni- mid '90s, Jim Carrey, I think he was pulling twenty million a picture. At one time, he was pulling twenty million a picture. At run- Jim Carrey. Yeah, but that's nowhere near the top. Well, I know, but for 1990, okay, yeah, that's why I was thinking that's pretty low ball for a for a movie that did really well. See, the thing I don't understand though, do you, do you sell? Do you buy low? I mean, what what's the strategy? Do you do you just part you put yourself as a, a market value, and then well, we can get him for five million. But what's the budget on like a video on to straight to video? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, I don't understand because some of those are really, really bad. Yeah. Like I watched one with him and um, Cosmic Sin. I think was one of the movies that he was in. I was like, Cosmic Sin is like this space movie. Um, Frank Grillo, is that him? Yes. Okay. Well, he was also in uh, uh, a movie with God dang it, I can't remember his name. Why Thomas Jane? Yeah, that was another Punisher link there. He was in a some cornball movie, but yeah. But anyway, it's sad to see him kind of run off from the sunset like that. He's worth two hundred fifty million dollars, which I don't understand why you make a movie like Cosmic Sin, which is a space movie. Hell, you probably do it to put your kids through college or something. Like he's worth two hundred fifty million dollars. Oh, he's not. He's not broke. Well, I bet he's frugal. He has a net worth of two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. That's true. Like, it's not like, you know, um, uh, Nicolas Cage, who had a net worth of negative $50 million. And, yeah. <laughs> and was in arrears for $300 million. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I don't understand why you make a movie like Cosmic Sin, where you, like, the storyline is stupid, the acting is stupid, the writing was stupid, the like special the effects thing. were stupid. And you were the number one draw to the movie. And right. And nobody saw it. Yeah. Like, you... If you knew the movie, you wouldn't pay ninety nine cents for it. I think if I'm if I was guessing, I would say that Hollywood probably mainstream Hollywood outside of the video on demand independent market probably saw Bruce Willis as and maybe Bruce Willis was like offered roles to play like the grumpy assassin. You know what I mean? Like grumpy old men with you know tanks or something like that. Did that? That was red. Well, I know, but 
I think in, in an attempt to avoid being cast as the old dusty Hell, he still cop. they still dust him well, off and do a Die Hard movie every six months, yeah, or six years, yeah. I, I, but I read uh, the last thing on this. That I think we should probably move on. But yeah, now we need to get to the um, show. that production crews with some of the latter movies that he's done intentionally did kind of produce movies closer to home because they he was kind of he's been having issues on sets for a while he's wearing he's been wearing earpieces so they could feed him lines and oh. yeah so his family stepped in which I thought was kind of cool stepped in and uh was like yeah we're going to call it here and they're just going to take care of him and basically the quote is I read a quote and maybe it was Demi Moore one of the kids was like and we're going to live it up good you know why not can you hear me okay still i can hear 3 Two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the two bully f- d- 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 one more time. <laughs> My lips are real quick. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Tabuli Festival. Why do I sound like I can't it sounds like I can hear it? Tabuli Festival. Tabuli Festival. <coughs> Three, two, one.